feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, new details about this horrible shooting where at least 10 shots rang out at a Bronx subway station, the Mount Eden Avenue station, either in a fight between two groups of teenagers or other options. But people believe it was a battle between a couple teens. It happened just before 5 p.m., creating, quote, total pandemonium. And now we're hearing that the person who was killed, there was one person killed and at least five others injured, including a number of teenagers. Well, apparently the person who was killed was just an innocent bystander who happened to be in the area. How sad is that? Uh, And apparently it happened on a first they had a little bit of a battle on a subway train as it pulled into the station Again, during rush hour on a Monday afternoon. Can you imagine how busy and packed that was? And a 35-year-old man was killed after he was shot in the chest. And now they are saying that essentially they believe he was just an innocent bystander who happened to be there because it was rush hour trying to get home. That is unbelievable. And boy, what a sad testament that is to the sign of the times That's happening in New York City and so many other big cities across this country. And this comes as police officers are leaving at an all-time high. The latest is that now, apparently, in New York, they believe more than 5,000 attacks will be logged against police officers in New York City just last year. It's on pace to be the highest ever in American history for the state of New York and for the city of New York in particular. And here is the former NYPD commissioner, Bill Bratton, talking about this earlier today. He was on with me and John Katsimatidis on Katz and Cosby. The New York Post reported today that in 2023, we had 5,000 police officers beat up or or harassed or whatever. And, uh, how, well, how many were there during your period of time when you were commissioner? John, those numbers now uh, basically exceed anything of my experience, both during the 2014 to 16 uh, time in office and back in uh, transit 1990 or in uh, commissioner 94, 96. No, those numbers, uh, uh, they're frightening, particularly the serious injuries. There's three categories of, uh, of injury that the department uses and the more serious uh, that people are hospitalized, uh, broken bones, shooting victims, etc. Those numbers have increased dramatically. Ironically, if you match that up against the number of individuals injured by New York City police officers during the course of the 100,000 arrests they make every year, uh, those numbers exceed significantly the number of people injured by New York City police officers as they try to make arrests and people are visiting arrests or shooting at them. So there's an irony that the NYPD has one of the lowest rates of use of force, deadly or uh, uh, less deadly than any department in the country, but now has one of the highest rates of injured officers in the country. 
How sad is that? And as we speak right now, authorities in eastern Tennessee are searching for a suspect they say was involved in the shooting that killed one sheriff's deputy and wounded another. They have the idea of the guy, and he's wanted on suspicion of first-degree murder and also attempted first-degree murder as well and being a felon in possession of a firearm. So he clearly had a rap sheet prior to this. Apparently, a deputy, Greg McCowan, was killed in the shooting during a traffic stop. A female officer was shot in the leg, and she returned fire and is being treated at the hospital. Can you imagine, though, now at this point, a reward of more than $60,000 has been offered for information leading to this guy's arrest. That is unbelievable, and people are just not afraid of law enforcement We have seen it time and time again, and we've seen it recently also with a number of these migrants who have just willfully gone into crowded Times Square. Either they're beating cops there or they're opening fire on individuals there. Criminals at a much younger age are getting much more brazen, and they just don't care. That is a very sad testament to the Times. And again, if they're going to shoot or go after a cop or beat a cop, well, then you know darn well that they don't fear the rest of us whatsoever if they have no compulsion about going after law enforcement. Here is New York City Councilman Bob Holden talking about that. They don't fear the cops, but they don't respect the cops. Uh, and you know you know why they're instituting this, um, obviously, a curfew now, mm-hmm. finally, in 20 uh, of the migrant shelters because they're seeing a big crime spike around these shelters. And it wasn't hard to figure that out that that would happen, by the way. If, yeah. they, don't, if they can't work and they don't have jobs, they don't have money, what, can, what are they going to do? They're going to turn into crime, and that's what's been happening. Sad situation for everybody. And that's the thanks they get for getting the $500 a night hotel rooms. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ. Line 5. BJ, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. Uh, You know, Rita, tomorrow we have a chance to push back on democratic socialism. And uh, if they vote for Mozzie, they can send a message around the world that uh, this uh, crazy socialist policies and socialist politicians that are bringing in millions of uh, illegal immigrants are just not going to work. This is this is not uh, helping anyone. This is just destroying our country. And if you don't get Mozzie in tomorrow, you'll be stuck with Swazi forever, because once an incumbent gets in, it's very hard to get them out. So no matter what, how, how many feet of snow there is or what tsunami, if you can get to the polls, get there and bring a friend because it's that important. Well, we just saw, um, by the way, yeah. BJ, we just saw it last week. Remember the vote for Im- impeachment of Mayorkas? It hung on a thread. You know, uh, suddenly the Democrats wheeled in Al Green, who was in the middle of a surgery, and they wheeled him in because, like, we need one more vote. Um, and you could just see where this is going and every seat counts and who's going to keep you safe is the priority. 1000% Swazi. Also the history has, you know, I think, I think it's either 99 or a hundred percent voted with Joe Biden. That's not a good track record. If you look at what Joe Biden's done. No, it's not. And I have to say this, you know, uh, that that we, uh, this is, uh, what's been happening, uh, with these votes 
is uh, we see how weak the Republican Party is. It's a rhino party. It's a uniparty. That's all the more reason why we need uh, a Trump and Trump-like politicians leaders to step forward. We have the, the Republican Party in New York State is rudderless, you know, and in the country it's rudderless. You you have these crazy debates uh, uh, on the stage uh, for the primary. They were ridiculous. You had candidates that were 30 and 40 percent behind Trump. I mean, this is just insane. So <clears throat> we have to send a message, uh, a unified one voice message, no matter who we are in terms of who we think is best. We have to say, look, this stuff is not is not going to fly. And if you don't, then get a box of tissues because you're going to need them. Because uh, we are losing, people are going to vote with their feet. That's all that's left. Yeah. And, you know, you made a very good point. Uh, you know, if these hoodlums uh, have no respect for the police, what chance do you and I, you know, you and I uh, have when you go into a store, they lock everything up just like a socialist country now, just like Venezuela. You go to any socialist country, that's the way they run the show down there. So when they run out of goods, goods to steal, what do you think is going to happen when they go into a store? They're going to say, give me a wallet and give me a phone. Or else. Not going to be or else. Right. You. Right. So, so it's, it's on you, folks. I can't vote in that place. By the way, I love I love uh, Councilman Holman. I, I, think, I wish he was ours. I have this communist over here in Jackson, Jackson Heights. This guy, I mean, Fidel Castro never had a better friend. I don't know what I, 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 I stopped a long time ago trying to figure out the mindset of these people. Uh, it's like trying to figure out why are you being mugged? Why are you being beaten up by a bully? Why are you being robbed? Well, remember, BJ, remember robbed. it was a Tiffany Caban, uh, who's one of the New York City Council members. She's like, uh, definitely uh, uh, regressive, beyond progressive. And she's the one who said, if there's somebody who's crazy, who's kind of doing yeah. crazy things, go talk to them. Ask them how they're doing. Yeah. Ask them if they went to high school with you. Ask them how they've been. Are you kidding me? If somebody's loony kazoony, you don't want to be running next to them. You're going to get shot or stabbed or whatever else. You get as far away as possible and, gra- and try to get law enforcement right away. You know, I mean, but she makes it sound like try to have sympathy yeah. for them and, and make sure they're doing okay. I mean, the, that's that's where these people come from. I mean, I don't know. How do you convince yeah. somebody with that kind of mindset? Well, she's AOC's baby uh, sister politically. I mean, the, the two of them, one is more left than the other. And the, the, this is, you know, look, the, the, the Democrat Party is corrupt. You look at the history of the American mob in this country, 90% of the politicians that they infiltrated and they were able to buy off were Democrats. Okay. That is that they always, and you talk to any of these, there's so many of these reform mobsters now that have podcasts and they will tell you they never, they, they seldom went to a Republican. They, they, but most of the guys they had on the payroll were Democrats. They were able to, to steal the elections. They were able to get the union vote in for them. Well, uh, and, and by the way, by the way, BJ, most important, get out and vote because boy, does every vote count. And especially with a narrow margin in Congress, uh, you gotta keep things in check. Uh, and if Biden, as it's continuing now, remember, she gets in right away because it is a special election. That seat is open. So it's very important immediately to have somebody like that 
inside who you know is going to put you know borders, safety, security, your family, all of that first and foremost. Let's go to Stan, line one. Stan, your thoughts. Boy, crime is bad. Yeah, crime is bad. But the biggest crime is that our allies, if I was them, to end diplomatic relations with the United States if Trump gets in. After his comments, you can't trust this guy. If I'm Britain, France, Germany, all of NATO, my suggestion to you is if he gets in, let's hope he does not. End diplomat. Get your ambassadors and end relationship until this guy is gone. Because you cannot trust Donald Trump to help you. He made it very clear. Well, hang on, Stan. Hang on. Hang on, Stan. Hang on. Hang on, Stan. First off, um, I thought the comment, I didn't like the comment that he made. Oh, you know, nice. you but no, like no, no. I'm being honest. I thought yeah, it was hyperbole. Yeah, yeah. You loved but, it. But I actually did not. But I think the point of it, I don't like the, uh, you know, we're not going to help you or we're not going to, I don't like that aspect. But his point about telling them to pay their fair share is actually a very smart point. Because a lot of them don't pay their fair share. And they are sitting right there on the edge of everything with Ukraine and all the other things. And they should be stepping up. They're not putting enough money in, just like they weren't putting enough money into other things, too, as well. And Donald Trump got a number of them to pay their fair share in terms of security. And boy, do they need it. Boy, does the world need it right now. But if you think that the world is a lot safer under Joe Biden, uh, you're insane. I mean, look at what's going on right now. I I could contend that, you know, Ukraine never would have happened if Trump was in office because Putin might have said, oh, maybe I shouldn't. This guy is kind of crazy. I mean, look what he did with the guy from Afghanistan where he showed the Taliban guy. Here's the picture of your home. Uh, You want to keep talking or do you want us to have a missile land on your front porch, basically? And you know what? Biden doesn't even have the guts to even he hasn't even sent them. Do you realize he hasn't even sent the F-16s to Ukraine that he promised over a year ago? And it's not because of the funding. It's because he didn't have the will. And think about how different the world might be had Biden had a spine and went in full force. If you're going to support Ukraine, and I contend you should, you know, I'm a big supporter of Ukraine and I say that I am half Polish. My father was Polish and I totally understand how important it is to keep Putin in check. You know, so there is no question in my mind, but I also, there's no question in my mind that he needed to emit strength and power well before this moment. And he never did. Never. He said minor incursion. He opened the door. Look at what the way what he's handled saying about Netanyahu. Poor Netanyahu is dealing with Biden, who's saying, oh, he's over the top the way he's going after Gaza. Uh, he's an a-hole is one of the latest comments we're hearing. I mean, how is that helping your greatest ally who's fighting a terrorist over there and you're not doing anything barely to protect him? Your half-hearted attempts are just despicable. You know, and, and that to me is shameful. So you can't sit there and tell me that Joe Biden is some warrior in chief. He has opened the borders and he has opened the spigots to all these war stand. And that is unforgivable. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. 
Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Coming up tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, House Republicans are now in discussions with President Biden's special counsel, Robert Hur, the one who said he was a senile old man and couldn't remember even the years he was vice president or even within a few years of his son's death. Well, now Republicans are reaching out to that special counsel, Robert Hur, to discuss having him testify in front of the House Judiciary Committee about his report of Joe Biden's handling of the classified documents. Also, they're requesting also the transcript as well. That will be interesting. And boy, it'd be fascinating to see, even if it's videotaped, or at least get the transcripts of exactly what questions were asked and were there a lot more that he could not answer? And what did he admit to and not admit to in transcripts in these conversations? Clearly... They were pretty revealing. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. But of course, first, tomorrow, there could be another vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Earlier today, I was talking to a member of Congress, and he was saying he believes the votes are there. Uh, Steve Scalise is on his way back if he's not back already And he believes the votes are there to finally get an impeachment vote of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Boy, it's about time. We're going to talk about that and Biden and so much more after the break. And we also have our great Support Our Heroes segment where we honor our great men and women in the military and first responders. Cosby is on.
Well, we have all seen the special counsel's report that came out last week from Robert Hur. That's the one who is investigating Biden for classified documents. And that report was searing to President Biden saying, you know, he has faulty memory, an old senile man, essentially. And it was the excuse that they found him willfully retaining documents, classified documents, and also disseminating them because they apparently gave them to his ghostwriter, according to the report. But yet they said the reason they're not prosecuting is because he's a senile old man. It's the senile, duttering old man defense, which is really an unbelievable. I've talked to so many attorneys since this report came out and their heads are spinning like Sybil going, wait a minute, they've never heard that one before. And some new poll numbers are just coming out. And these are some of the newest ones since that Robert Hur report. These numbers are also really damning for the current commander-in-chief. The question is, and it's an ABC News Ipsos poll, it is Biden, is he too old for another term? All voters saying 86%, yes, he sure is. Democrats who have always remained obviously loyal to the president, 73%. And independence, which is a very key voting block, of course, in any election, 91% say he is too old to run for another term. I want to know who are the 9% that think he's spry as a chicken. I want to meet those people because, boy, they're on something strong. And over the weekend, it was damage control. Bob Bauer, who is the personal attorney for President Biden, took to the airwaves. He was on Face the Nation, and he just listened to this one. He said, it's not the problem of Joe Biden. It's the problem of the questioner, the special counsel. Just ask the wrong questions. They were trick questions. Listen to this. Because just this past week alone, the president, in public remarks, mixed up the leaders of France Germany, and he referred to Egypt as Mexico. Does the president have any memory problems? He does not. I was in the interview room. And and let me tell you one other vignette from the interview room. There were a couple of occasions when the special counsel, who had flagged at the beginning that sometimes he asks imprecise questions, asked questions that the president picked apart as a matter of logic. Mm -hmm. He showed that the questions didn't have a logical underpinning. Now, Everybody in the room recognized that was the case. It showed the president was listening carefully and understood precisely what was wrong with those questions. Mm -hmm. I didn't come away from the special counsel's failure to ask precise questions and think to myself, he has mental acuity problems. I just thought he was asking bad questions. Wait, he was asking bad questions. Somebody says to you, okay, when were you vice president? What year did you start? Approximate. Uh, Let's get it within five or 10 years. And then the same thing on the back end. And then what year did your son die that you talk about all the time within even a few year period? He couldn't get any of them. These aren't trick questions. These are basic questions. That's like, uh, is today Monday? I mean, come on. You have got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. But here's a little bit more from the president's private attorney, Bob Bauer. You asked the special counsel to reevaluate what you called, quote, highly prejudicial language. Did anyone appeal directly to Attorney General Garland or the Justice Department on that point? Well, we made submissions in paper on those points, but let me just take a step back. To the special counsel. To the special counsel, and we reiterated them again on paper to the Attorney General. 
because this is a report that went off the rails. It's a shabby work product. Let's, let's take a step back. It starts with a legal conclusion that was foregone from the very beginning. The investigation could have been concluded in two or three months. It went on for over 15 months. And so along with the legal conclusion comes this flood of characterizations, factual misstatements, pejorative comments about the president that are inconsistent with DOJ policy and norms, and that, as you see, over the last 48 hours have been widely criticized by legal experts. This is not what prosecutors do. It is shoddy work product. Shoddy work product? It's called basic questions that a two-year-old could answer. And now they're going after the special counsel. And then did you hear what he said? Oh, it's been dragging on. How long do you think these investigations of President Trump have been dragging on? I mean, this is absurd. It is really absurd. And so now the new news tonight that the GOP is in contact with Robert Hur, trying to get him to testify before Congress and also to try to get the full transcript. Because those are just the questions we know. You would imagine there were probably a whole bunch of other questions that Biden didn't know that were so-called, what, trick questions, according to his attorney. I mean, this is just, this is sad. This is really sad. And so Robert, uh, Bob Bauer was asked, what do you think should the transcripts get released? Let's just get all the transcripts. If you think it's a setup job, okay, let's get the transcripts. Let's look at them. And he wouldn't even answer that. Listen to this. So what you're talking about and letters you've released make it sound like there are indeed transcripts that you have of these conversations over the 8th and the 9th. Yes, I'm drawing here on my recollections, but yes, there are transcripts. And as you heard um, Ian Sams in the press briefing room say, you know, there are discussions underway because it's a classified document about Mm -hmm. what could or whether will be or when released. I can't add anything to that today. Do you favor releasing them? Well, it's really a decision that has to take place within the government. It's a classified the document. Counsel, I'm the president's personal counsel. Right. Would you recommend yes. that these be made public if they indeed back up your personal record? Again, there's a process underway. I'm not a specialist in that process, and so I really have to defer to those who have to work through those issues. So he wouldn't even answer that. That's ridiculous. If you have nothing to hide, just say, yeah, sure. You know, yeah, let's have it all out there. People will see... It was not fair, or maybe it's going to look a lot worse than we even think right now. And Corinne Jean-Pierre today, the White House press secretary during the White House briefing, dodged when she was asked, would Biden be willing to take a public cognitive test? Because look at the polls. I just read it to you. 86% of all voters, that includes 73% of Democrats, think he is way too old for another term. And boy, she dodged and weaved. What do you think about the idea of taking that kind of a test? I mean, look, and I talked about this last week, too, on, on I believe, whenever, on Friday. Uh, I have known this president since 2009. Uh, I He is not just uh, my, my boss, but, you know, he's also some, a mentor to me. And I spent sometimes countless hours with him, whether it's in the Oval Office, uh, whether it's on the road. And I believe, for me, you're asking me my personal opinion, uh, he is sharp. Uh, he is on top of things. He, when we have uh, meetings with him, with his staff, he's constantly pushing us, getting, trying to get more information. And so that has been my experience with this president. Uh, anything else outside of that, uh, I just shared with you what Dr. O'Connor said to me. Uh, and so I'll just leave it there. And the great astute man, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, you got to hear this one because 
He says Biden is sharp as a tack, and he was coming to Biden's defense. Listen to Alejandro Mayorkas when he was asked about Biden's mental incompetence. Have you ever seen anything that makes you question or concerned about his mental faculties? No. And let me take a step back because I served as a federal prosecutor for 12 years. Kristen, the responsibility of a federal prosecutor is to investigate and learn the facts and apply the law to those facts. The prosecutor did this. The, the special counsel did this in the case, made a conclusion that there is no case. Case closed. Then made gratuitous unnecessary and inaccurate personal remarks, and those are improper. The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it, because he is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. Sharp, detail-oriented, and focused. A far cry from the way the special counsel Robert Hurd described Joe Biden. Boy, are we in trouble if Alejandro Mayorkas is your character witness. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Scott. Line four. Scott, your thoughts. Yeah, let me just tell you, he is not on the game. It's tough probably to deal with him in the meeting because he's probably walking around the room not knowing where he is. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> you know what? You are probably right. He's probably like, uh, where's the bathroom? Uh, sir, uh, this is where you live. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, he can't even get off the stage. I agree with you. He doesn't know which way to go off the stage. So you know he has trouble around anything remotely. Which direction? Where do I go? Uh, it's like Abbott and Costello. I agree. Scott, I think I think we're in big time trouble. And the fact that they're not saying, yeah, release the transcripts right away. I mean, if they really have nothing to hide, they should actually be saying, release the videotapes. Let's put it out there. Let the public decide. If there's nothing there, it's probably a lot worse than we actually think. Scott, thank you very much. Let's go to Rose in Lindbrook, line one. Rose, your thoughts? Oh, every time I turn around, Rita, uh, my head is spinning. There's one issue after another issue. But the reason why I called is I think I lost a friend of 25 years, my Democratic friend. She says, I say Biden can close the border with a stroke of a pen. Yes. an executive order. She says Trump called his cohorts in the House to say, don't close the border. I'm going to run on that issue. And here is the here is the reality. Are you asking me the question? Well, I want to know your opinion. I mean, yep. I here's he here is the, here is the reality. You you are correct that Biden 100% can close the border in 5 seconds. He just has to put remain in Mexico in place. There are basic things that he lifted under executive order that he just has to put in place. He just has to observe the laws that are on the books now, add remain in Mexico, which President you know Trump had, and he took it off. And the reason President Trump and many Republicans didn't want to sign that bill, that bill allowed for 5,000 migrants a day to cross our southern border, up to 8,500 on a single day. 5,000 average over a week span. And then once it got to that, then they would redirect them to other locations. Does that sound to you like they're controlling the border? 
I mean, I think no, the Senate, I think the senator, the Republican senators uh, were reckless even trying to put that bill because clearly it's condoning illegal activity. They should have said, no, seal the border. And luckily the House had some smarts to them and said, no, we're not going to sign this. Seal the border. And the only reason that Biden even is considering anything to reduce the border is because he knows the poll numbers. He, the crisis is not the border for him. The crisis are the poll numbers for him. That's all he cares about. And if he really cared, he would seal the border in five seconds. So you That's are right. absolutely correct, Rose. But I hope I hope you and your friend uh, start talking again too, because that's well, really sad. I think I think he's just trying to put, put uh, blame his mess on on Trump. He created this mess when during the primary debate he said, "Listen." Come on, I would surge the border. We are the United States of America, damn it. That's who we are. He invited them in. He didn't, he, he stroked a pen, stroked the pen and they came in and now he could close it. And he's tying it to, um, this, uh, aid for Ukraine, signed the bill, um, he signed the executive order and let the people come in. I mean, there's just so many topics to talk about the beatdown of the cops, the crime, everything. It's one mess after another. I feel like Linda Blair with my head spinning all the time. Yeah. And I don't know why people don't see this. He's there for one reason and one reason only, to exonerate his crooked son and himself and his family. I mean, this guy can't function at all. It's a shame. It's very sad because the American people are ripped. I think, God forbid, but what happened on 9-11 is going to pale in comparison to what's going to happen. I do too, Rose. I'll tell you, I really worry what's going to happen in our border, and that's why I care so much and I'm deeply concerned about that wide open southern border. And hopefully your friend will come to his senses soon. Um, And you hold fast because the facts are on your side. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And everybody, this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment. Here it is. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment where we honor our great military and first responder heroes. And this is a really powerful story coming from Norfolk, Virginia, where U.S. Navy Corporal and Norfolk Sheriff's Officer Lori Wood, who was born in Plattsburgh, New York, and raised in the small town of Peru, New York, well, she is one of the latest recipients of a Tunnel to Towers Foundation smart home. The home was completed December 2023, which is such terrific news. Just to give you a little background about this great hero, Wood decided to enlist in 1995. She was inspired by her brother, who was in the Navy. There, a new interest began to spark, and that was law enforcement. Fueled by this passion, she transitioned to the reserves, and she committed herself to a career in law enforcement. In 2000, Wood joined the Norfolk Sheriff's Office, where she demonstrated her dedication and also versatility by serving in various roles. Now, one day, while going over drills with recruits at the academy, Wood fell from the roof about 20 feet plus of a mock village sustaining a T10-T12 burst fracture, breaking her back. 
leaving her with paraplegia. Her recovery and initially very difficult uh, just rode there because she had to learn to navigate her new normal. However, she remained resilient and maintained a very positive outlook. She currently lives in the very same home in which she raised her son, Gavin, who is 19 years old, and by the way, currently in the Navy himself. Wood is also so grateful to the T2T Foundation for providing her with the financial stability of a mortgage-free smart home. The modifications made to her home allow her to adapt to living in a two-story home in a more accessible and inclusive way. And U.S. Navy Corporal and Norfolk Sheriff's Officer Lori Wood would like others to know that she is fiercely independent at her core, and the assistance from Tunnel to Towers has allowed her to keep that part of herself. How beautiful and how empowering, and what a well-deserved recipient of a T2T smart home, again completed just recently and living now independent, and bravo to her service and, of course, her family service, her brother, as you heard, and also her son currently in the Navy himself. This is what this is all about. Everybody, help America to never, ever forget. All you have to do is donate $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation to help people like this incredible Sheriff's Officer Lori Wood. Simply go to Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org, T number 2T.org. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Well, it's not supposed to be nice weather tomorrow, but it doesn't matter what it is. You got to get out and vote if you are in the 3rd Congressional District. That is there in Nassau, also part of Queens. It is important to get out because that is a special election. It is Mozzie Pillup versus Tom Swazi. And of course, most important thing, who is going to maintain law and order? Who is going to keep you safe? 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And also, by the way, uh, we're talking about Biden's mental incompetency, a new poll. This is one of the first ones out that we have seen since Robert Hur came out with his report saying President Biden's basically senile, says 86% of all voters say he's too old for another term, 91% of independents. 91%. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. You know, I'll tell you who's in that 9%, at least one person. Your buddy boy, the one that you love from Forest Hills. 
He agrees with Mayorkas and KJP. He does a fabulous job with all his speeches. He's doing a bang-up job with the country. Yeah, I I know. Did you hear him tonight? What a bunch of hogwash. (laughs) Yeah, well, I wanted to add something to what BJ said with regard to voting. The one thing that the Democrats do very well that the Republicans need to learn They need to go and get people out of their residence, out of the nursing homes. They need to have them sign their affidavits. Uh, They need to go into hospitals. They need to go. You're right. Sorry, Jacqueline, we're on a hard break, but you're right. Get out and vote. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.